Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. This is your round one recap and state of the sport uh, for this week's RBC Canadian Open. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello. How are you? Just another uh, Thursday round of golf. Yeah, I'm, I'm being told that a golf tournament was played today. I'm not totally po- I'm being told the U.S. Open is in seven days. I know. Have you packed your bags yet? Uh, no, are you, are you, I mean, I think some of my frustration, sorry, we got kids yelling outside. Some of my frustration with all of this is like us opens going to be event of the year ish. I, I mean, what, I guess like leading into, I don't know if it'll play out like the event of the year, but everybody was so pumped for LACC and like Brooks and Rom and shut and all this stuff. And it's like, it just feels like something incidental that's happening next week. But also, didn't it feel kind of like that last year? Because remember, Liv had just started uh, last year, and all we talked about leading up to it, and in all the pressers were live, 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 live. And then once the tournament started, it kind of felt like we got a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah. I- this might be much bigger than that, right? And we're not going to be able to get that reprieve on Thursday morning. But I will remind you, it was a very similar feeling last year, and the golf and Brookline ended up shining through. No, you're right. I, I don't know that it's going to be that much bigger. Um, I do think there's this sort of like compression of stuff right now that we didn't have last year where you had Phil talking three weeks before. You had all, all these things that happen in the weeks leading in, and now it was still like, a, I agree, a massive moment during that week and there was a lot of that that to me was the most tense week of the year last year out of everything remember phil's press conference was so weird and brooks was yelling about black clouds and like all of it was very strange but i and but i think we're going to get the same exact thing again this year yeah no i right? i, I agree. phil's going to get rolled out and he's gonna i i, I mean that's going to be an all-time i don't know if he'll like go for it but <laughs> If he does, it's going to be an all-timer. 
Yeah, right. It really will. So um, we'll be popping gummies know. throughout. Who knows what will who knows? <laughs> we we might need to be popping gummies throughout. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, well, obviously, uh, fallout continues from Tuesday's uh, announcement that uh, PIF, Public Investment Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, uh, DP World Tour, and the PGA Tour are merging. Since then, not many details. Lots of questions. Lots of analysis. Lot uh, lots of speculation. And we'll start here with Jimmy Dunn, who is uh, on the board of this new yet-to-be-named entity and was very much involved uh, in the small group that got this deal done. He did about 30 minutes on Golf Channel uh, this morning here, KP, and I think the quote that uh, will continue uh, to pop up on my Twitter feed is, quote, if someone can find someone that unequivocally was involved with it, talking about 9-11, I'll kill them myself. We don't have to wait around. That was Jimmy Dunn when pressed about um, his stance being very pro 9-11, anti, obviously, uh, that he's had for the last 20 years and then also being part of of brokering this deal with the Saudis. Rick, I I don't even know. What to you has been the moment this week that's made you say, like curse the loudest either out loud or in your head. Like, I can't believe this is real. Um, like, holy, it, there was, there has been nine of them and, and, and <laughs> right, right. That's, that's what I'm saying. But what, what, like, give me your top three in, in a row. They got like bigger and bigger, but uh, the first one when there, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was, I think it might've been in the PGA tour presser where it was Jay Monahan is excited about the funding that is coming into the PGA tour. And I was like, that's insanity. World-class investors, world-class investors. Yes. Then it was, um, him trying, Jay trying to describe why he rolled out the families of nine 11 as part of the PGA tours defense. That was, that was another tough one. And then, yeah, this one, this one right here, Jimmy Dunn, um, who has, I mean, listen, Jimmy, Jimmy Dunn. So what his, his financial firm was in the world trade center. Um, Mm -hmm. 66 employees died in the attacks. They have paid for all the children's of those parish 66, uh, college funds. And he's done a lot of like work in that area and and now like it's just it just feels like everyone has complete within a matter of 10 seconds gone against everything i thought i knew yeah i I would agree with that it just it feels so surreal like if at any point over the last 10 years what you would have said hey jimmy dunn's gonna broker a deal with basically the kingdom of saudi arabia to be the preeminent professional golf league in the world it it it's it, this was this was the this and like the initial press release the initial press release i felt like it was like i was staring at the sun like i just i couldn't even like like i was having trouble opening my eyes uh like seeing anything it was just so shockingly overwhelming but this one was up there for me. Like as I saw, I think James Colgan tweeted the the initial remarks, and when I saw them, I just said, "Holy! Like this is it, it's just it's 
it's crazy to think back, think back, trying to explain any of this to yourself, like two, even two years ago, like we were at Tory together, 2021 us open. And I was thinking about that. I was actually thinking about that today of being at that us open. And if you or I were able to time travel into like right now today, and then go back to that moment and explain to the other one, like if you were able to come back to me and explain to me what had happened, I just would have, I might've, like got a new job, honestly. Like I might have just tried to get out. It's 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 bizarre stuff. We're gonna we're gonna address this comment, then we can probably uh block ugly hood rats. So here it is. So here we don't usually do this, but he says, What evidence do you have that the Saudis were behind 9-11 other than uh conspiracy theory? What do you have? Can you bring objective evidence, Rick? So here here's the thing. The point being, Jimmy Dunn has spent 20 years saying the Saudis are responsible for 9-11. And then has an about face. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's a good if it's point. A conspiracy theory, if it's the truth, if it's bad, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in this scenario when a guy has devoted the last two decades of his life to one thing and then does the polar opposite. Yeah, I've got the quotes here from, um, from him from last year. So he said... Uh, Okay, so he said, <laughs> this is from Sports Illustrated, he said, uh, Yasser said anybody who shoots 54 will get $54 million. This is the guy running the event. I mean, come on. This is the head guy. It's like something you would see on Saturday Night Live, and it's an exhibition. There have been exhibitions. That's what this is. Again, this is the guy that he essentially brokered the deal with for Jay Monahan. Um, he said, there was one other quote. Um see i don't like it when they say they're growing the game that's crap i don't even like it when they say i have to do what's best for my family i really uh, i don't know there, there's a bunch of different quotes that you can go find from jimmy dunn and i think i mean i joked about this on two on uh thursday you know for the last 20 years well we we've been in golf we've been covering golf for 10 what five, five to 10 years right i've been in it for like 11 you've been in it for what six or seven yeah that's probably right and for most of those years, it was like, hey, how many majors do you think Rory can get to? Where will Tiger end up? You know, is Tiger better than Jack? Like, those were, these were the controversies. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, hey, what's your take on epidemiology? And how do you think oil affects the, the, the new professional golf league? Right. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 <laughs> Like I, I'm like just now understanding strokes gained. Right. It's like, I wish Tiger was healthy all those years. I don't know. Stuff to say. <laughs> and so, and so I just have such a, like, I'm, I'm legit like doing my best to cover this stuff. And it's just so I texted DJ Pajowski of, of, uh, at no lane up today. It's like, everybody wants to oversimplify the hell out of everything. Like, Oh, Phil was right. Or, Hey, Rory's a bad dude or whatever. And you're like, the, the implications behind Phil was right or whatever, whatever you want to say, there's like 97 things layers behind that. <laughs> like when you yes. say Phil was right, you have to talk about the price of oil. Right. Right. And it's like, how are you even supposed to have any take that doesn't look idiotic three days from now? Well, 
Yes, and will continue to probably age poorly. Uh, the players are starting to get in front of microphones, especially those. And now the thing is where we're getting guys play well, so they they do a post-round interview, and then they get one question about their round and nine questions about the future of golf. Cheston Hadley, uh, of all people, is looking to make sure that he gets his cut here. Josh, run the video. <laughs> I, I guess, is it true that Jay said he's going to reward those who stay loyal to the tour? Did he say that yesterday? He said that about, I think he said that about Rory and Tiger, didn't he? Anyway, uh, I, I would like to be rewarded for some loyalty. I mean, I, I felt those guys didn't do the wrong thing who went to live. They made a business decision, um, and I don't hold that against anybody. Uh, but, you know. I, I would like to, to be rewarded for my decision to stay loyal. I'm like 60% sure that's like tongue in cheek. Yes. Okay. Cheston's a, got a great sense of humor. Great guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is tongue in cheek. However, this is going to be the problem, right? You've got hundreds of independent contractors who do not have a representative looking out for their best interests as a group. The guy they thought might have been that just ran a coup against their power. Like, like this is going to be the problem. And there is going to have to be some type of unification or unified front at some point. And I don't know where it's coming from yeah well it's coming from the the and and this part of the problem here is like they had to we were talking about this i think offline but they had to roll the i mean honestly rick it feels like yasser and monahan um like got together had a beer and they're like hey we should start a company and then they and then they like called CNBC. They're like, hey, we started a company, right? Yes. Like that, that's what this feels like. And, and I think I think that's instructive because the, we're so far from the finish line. And the finish line provides the stability, right? Like once it, once the once everything's in place, it's kind of like, well, this is kind of it. Like this is the deal. But between now and the finish line, it's gonna be a free-for-all. Which brings us to uh the doj the uh brings us to europe it brings us to a lot of different things but i i, I want to ask you this kp because i think i actually we got tweeted this and it crossed my mind for a split second and then i started to think more about it and uh it was someone saying and i don't remember who it was so i apologize like why hasn't like a private money for why hasn't someone tried to buy quote, buy the PGA Tour like they would buy a sports team? Why hasn't a group of investors done what the proposal that we're getting right now is? And and I have, I guess, a couple of thoughts on it. One, I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, right? I would I would agree. Like, Somebody I didn't think that there I didn't think there was an opportunity for a, a, a for-profit to be built on top of this, have a bunch of money be dumped into it and all the assets be moved into it and that be funded by something. I did not know that was a possibility. Yeah. The people that I've talked to about it are like, yeah, it's just it doesn't work. Like it's too complicated. This, this was in the past, right? This was like last year when, when some of the, we, you and I were talking about the for-profit, like, Hey, this is, 
I don't know if we love this from a meritocracy standpoint, but it might be an inevitability. Mm-hmm. And the people I talked to were like, yeah, it's, it's just kind of too complicated. <laughs> well, and, yeah, sure. <laughs> but but apparently, I mean, but apparently not. Right. <laughs> um, but I think that, I think the other point, and maybe this was your second point is like, um, are we sure anybody like, like a non like an entity that wasn't invested or wasn't interested in influence would believe this was a good investment. Okay. So that, so that is kind of the next step is like, is the PGA tour really, I hear lots of things, right? Business is booming or we are hemorrhaging money and there was no way we were going to be able to compete. There's no way we were We weren't even able to pay for these elevated events, right? How are we going to, this was unsustainable. can that possibly be true? Can the PGA Tour possibly be hemorrhaging money? And if so, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty bad use of budgeting or pretty, pretty bad budgeting if they're hemorrhaging cash. Well, this is the <sighs> open the books. Let me add them. This is the. I actually don't want to see the books. Like, of all, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be a finance lawyer. Also, in addition to all the other roles and responsibilities I have. I think this is the difference between a not a, a 501c6 and a for-profit organization, right? The expectation with a for-profit organization is that your investors would make money off of it. Now, you could argue like the Saudis are disinterested in making, they're, pri- they're disinterested in primarily making money, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're disinterested in making money, Right. You just might say like their primary interest is in something else. So uh, I, I don't I don't I don't know if this is going to be like where's the profit at? Well, like, it's not in, it's not in being a five hundred one c six for sure. Even if you even if you remove that and just flip the flip the switch on. To not be a 501c6, the profit would come from not distributing money to charity and not having a pension. Is that? It would, you- uh, I mean, no. I think there's. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you could probably turn on or not spend on. Right. I mean, this might not be that popular, but like, I don't think we need massive buildouts at these golf tournaments, and I don't think we need as many people at these golf tournaments. And I think that distributing it digitally and having our own league pass essentially would be a much better way to make scalable money, like hand over fist. I think that you could embrace the sports books who are dying to get into your, who are dying to burn money in marketing into your league. You could have, I mean, mean, there's, there are just, uh, I, I just cannot believe there's a path in which you've got like a $750 million TV deal that you can't make money on this. And if the answer is less tournaments, that's okay to be an answer too. Well, I think, I think what's interesting about all this, Rick is yes, please, please have fewer tournaments. That would be, <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, you know, one of the things that gets brought up all the time when you talk about, the for-profit, not-for-profit is if you're golf tournaments are weird, right? Because you have all these volunteers and the volunteers, if you're a for-profit organization have to be paid. Right. 
But that's part of the reason I think they're retaining the not-for-profit arm being the PGA Tour under this new structure. And again, everybody you talk to is like, I don't understand how you can have a for-profit and not-for-profit entity in the same building, essentially. I think the other thing is like... the business model of the PGA tour is so different than like the NBA. When you look at the NBA, you've got 30 franchises that are, that that's where like, as if I'm an investor, like let's say Rick and I have uh, RRP investments and we have a billion dollars in there and we're like, Hey, we want to invest into something that makes us 20% return over the next 10 years. And we buy a stake in the trailblazers. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's an entity that increases in value over time. It's a, it's like a it's like a real entity. The NBA, I don't totally understand the NBA's business model, but the NBA, like the league, like Adam Silver just facilitates for those entities, mm-hmm. right? And in golf, what it's weird because it's like, well, what is the entity? There's no trailblazers. There's no thunder. There's no Chicago bulls. It's just all these players that you can't really like, would you, and this is where the team's part comes in, right? Is like, Oh, well, and, and I think live was, again, I've said this from the beginning. I think there's something real. There's what the PGL tried to do four five years ago Yeah, is create teams. And that's where the value is because I don't know that, I don't know that there's value in like, a league but could you i agree could you okay some some form of teams which we've agreed on an f1 model of teams and the players would essentially have to unionize which would be good for them in some cases but you'd have to have you'd have to have their rights the value would be in the player rights right It, it is it is major league baseball or the angels the angels can pay mike trout whatever because he's Mike Trout and they have his 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 likeness and they can sell a billion Trout jerseys and Otani and all this stuff, right? There is value in being able to use their rights for X, Y, and Z. So it, it would have to also include the a, a union, essentially. You mean if they did teams? If If you wanted to turn this into a profit machine. I think teams would be a big part of it because it's an untapped revenue stream. But you also can't have a situation where, like you were saying, like like Adam Silver can facilitate for these for these entities because he knows where they're going to be. He knows what the deal is. Like you can't you can't do that with independent contractors, right? It, there's just there's too much unknown there. They could all go to another. They could all go to another league called Live, right? Like they could all they could all go somewhere else. You, there has to be some type of guarantee that you that you have them. Yeah. But then, and then you're talking about, you know, the, the model for these other leagues is like the NFL. I think it's split 50. I, I, I need to go back and look because the, the argument is always you have this players union and it's like 50% of them or 47 or 50, they're always arguing over percentage points, right? Of like, oh, that money has to be distributed to the players. Mm-hmm. And then the other 50, we'll call it 50%, goes to, theoretically ownership but also 
the league, like it also goes to the league to like facilitate everything, to run everything. But again, the value in that is not in like the NFL commissioner's office. It's not like they're bringing in all this money. They're sort of just facilitating all of it. Right. Right. And so I, I just don't know that when we talk, the original question was about like, why has somebody not tried to uh, buy the PGA tour? Okay. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know that, like, even if you make it a for-profit entity, I don't know if there's real value in like owning the PGA tour. Yeah. You know what you'd have to do? <laughs> this gets bigger. You have to own, you have to own it all. You got to own the courses. So, so you either only go to TPCs or you only go to courses that whatever this entity is owns so that, or, you're, getting, so that you're getting all of it all the time. And the other 51 weeks a year, you're not having a golf tournament there. You're making money off that place being a venue. There you go. Or what you, what you have to do humorously is not pay the players anymore. Right. Like that's the, like if, if you look, if you look at the PGA Tour as like the 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 owners of the NBA or the NFL or whatever, mm -hmm. and you keep 50 and the players get 50. So you so all of a sudden you have to you have to lower the the uh, the, the purses for these for these tournaments. Why don't we just only cover the majors? Like, why do we have? Let's just not cover any of the rest well, of this. I'll tell you what. Uh, technically, I think the PGA Tour did get its first team today. Now, Ugh. it came via the TGL, which is a Tomorrow Sports, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy entity. Because because there's more that also partners with the PGA Tour announced that they sold. They already sold their first team. Las Vegas, or excuse me, no, I'm in Las Vegas. Los Angeles Golf Club to Venus Williams, Serena Williams, and Alexis O'Hanahan, who is uh, Serena Williams' husband, uh, co-founder of Reddit. They now own Los Angeles Golf Club, one of uh, the first team announced in TGL. So th this is almost like TGL gets to start from scratch with a model like this, and, and I guess we're going to see what they do with it. It's also confusing, right? Like <laughs> this should be the the P, the like actual PGA Tour in my opinion. I I, I agree with you. I, I think I think I think unfortunately the PGA Tour is in a situation where there are 70-year-old webs that would need to be unweaved and undone. <laughs> unwoven. That, unwoven. <laughs> that it would be almost impossible to do any significant restructuring, which is what we've basically learned in the last two years. However, a startup, an agile startup like Live or an agile startup like TGL gets to take 70 years worth of pros and cons, mistakes made, things that worked, things that didn't, and execute them without other restraints. Yes, but that's what you and I have been saying all along is – uh, and I and I felt conflicted about this because I I, I have not um, the whole live thing has just felt like just the greediest and like most craven way to go about all of this. Yeah. But there were some aspects of it that show like, hey, if you were 
restarting, this is what you would do. And now, again, I mean, the, the tour has been given lifeline after lifeline after lifeline to restart, not restart, but like restructure, reshape. And I, you know, people have pushed back on the teams thing. Like, I think it would be kind. I mean, you and I have talked about this a million times and we're like on the record on YouTube, all over YouTube talking about this. But like, if you want to, if you want to, like just make the, the 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 Los Angeles Country Club thing or what is it Los Angeles Golf Club? L A L A G C. Come on, dude. <laughs> You're a, I've been a fan from day one. I'm, everybody <laughs> knows the L A G C. Uh, make it one of the teams in, on the PGA Tour. Okay. And, so, and and still do the TGL or if you want, I don't I don't care. Whatever. Maybe okay. Maybe that's what it is, right? So so a couple of things. No one cares. No one is out on teams in any other sport. No one is out on team golf, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, uh, collegiate golf. We're just out on the way live executed teams, right? Which is like they they let their buddies play together. They were stupid names that they acted like everybody cared about. Like they thought the four aces were the New York Yankees. They did a draft, which was a half a joke. Like, like no one's out on actual teams. It's just like the way that live executed it. Well, and it just felt like, uh, I, I, I do think having sponsors like for F1, I think that actually brings some like gravity to it. Yeah. And just having these like, uh, you know, MS paint, logoed teams just felt and i get that they were trying to get to sponsorship and they couldn't get there or at least in the time that they had and um but yeah i listen like the th- my, my position from the beginning has been teams doesn't need to be the primary thing but it's a fun sidebar that provides entertainment value in non-major championship golf setting like it, that that's that's what it is and that's what it is in f1 i don't think anybody is like paying attention to the team race over the individual race necessarily but it's a fun sidebar and it gives people something to follow and it creates value for businesses and it's part of the entertainment value of that entire business model so i don't know i mean what did you read uh alan shipnuck's thing today no i was driving all day i'm behind okay yeah it's it's very much the idea of um Hey, Liv is basically gonna gonna take over this enti- or not take over necessarily, but like be a real valuable arm of the new organization. Like it's not going anywhere. Greg Norman's rallying the troops and all these different things. And on the other side, you kind of look at, at what different people are saying, and it's like, yeah, Liv is like the 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 profit margin is not a good number, right? And so, like, why would we keep that around? And Liv would argue, well, now we can sell sponsorships. They Shipnut uh, quoted one of the executives for Liv saying, like, they've been talking to Anheuser-Busch and ESPN and all these different people about sponsorships or or partnerships or whatever. And I'm just – I'm curious about where you, you land on, like, where that entity is going and how it's going to relate to the PGA Tour. I skew – I skew towards live will not exist because I don't think it needs to. I do understand. So two things, a lot of things. I understand. I have no idea. And I (laughs) like, 
I, I have zero idea, nor am I good at trying to figure this out. Uh, I also understand that it would be easier now. Liv got an injection of like validity and like, okay, the PGA to whether this goes through or not was like willing to partner up. So all of these corporations that might have been worried about the perception just got a free pass from the PGA tour to now go sponsor these teams. So I, I do think it is easier for them yeah. to get sponsors. Undoubtedly. Now. Yeah. I do. However, think that that is not unique to live, right? Like you could very easily just yes. do that on the PGA tour, which already has other revenue streams, which already has all of the golfers and bring, bring your live golfers back. All, like already has more influence, already has OWGR, already has like I, I don't know why you would have to do it on live when it is so easily replicatable on the PGA tour. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the live brand is not great, right? It, it's not a it's not like a strong brand that you have to keep around. And I think this gets at Listen, like one of the things is part of the reason you're doing this is to consolidate everybody into into like the same events again, right? There's there's no there's no point in in bringing everybody back and then distributing them like haphazardly across these different leagues right. into the future. There there has to be a part of the reason you're doing this is to have a, a, a true hierarchy. To me, now. This gets at the like, hey, who's actually in charge thing? Like, who's right. going to make these decisions? Yeah. And because the argument for Liv is like, well, hey, Yasser is providing the money. And so he's in charge. And the argument from the PGA Tour is like, hey, we we're going to have the majority of board seats. So we're going to be making the decisions. And Rory said on Thursday or on uh, Wednesday, yeah, I think with the new structure, like Liv is probably just going to go away. And the live argument is like, yo, Yasser's the kingpin. And I kind of don't disagree with that, but I'm just fascinated to see that sort of Jimmy Dunn said today, like, Hey, we would never cede control. Like, why would anybody ever think that? And you're like, I don't know, man. Why would anybody ever think that? Cause you're like the Fox is in the hen house. I don't know. The call is yes. coming from inside the house. Like, yes. Happening? And so I just, there's a lot of different, and it's, it's fun to think about and talk about and try to figure out, but uh, there's a long, long, long way to go before all this gets uh, completely sorted out. Agreed. And we will spend much, much more oxygen uh, covering it. I think we were able to hang on long enough to get most of these guys done in Canada for round did we, one. Did we, we did Rory yesterday, huh? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what I've said on what show at what time. I just I wrote about I wrote about him today and I'm writing about Jimmy Dunn and Yasser for tomorrow. So uh, we kind of talked about I guess both of those things already. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. We'll keep this podcast rolling with first round Canadian Open coverage uh, just on the other side. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution 
for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. A quartet a four-headed monster of leaders in Canada. Before we get there, KP Oakdale. Ooh, mama. A little bit of a little bit of a bite. Holes three, four, five, and six might be the toughest four-hole stretch on the schedule. Played a stroke and a half over par, those four holes. So if you game that out over uh over four rounds, if you play them to field average, you'll be six over on those four holes over four days. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't pay a ton of attention today, but uh, maybe Chesson Hadley was feeling himself, by the way, after shooting 67. Uh, it, it was interesting. There was a lot going on. You know, had uh, Ludwig made his debut. You had Rory playing. You had a, a Canadian leading. You, you, there was just kind of a, a lot uh, a lot happening. Michael Block shot 77, it looks like. So you also had that. Turns out that being a club pro is tough to tough to make a living as a tour pro yeah big difference that's when someone says oh he's a he's a pro it's like well what kind i'm a pro as well yeah i need more information club pro tour pro big difference uh four-way tie at the top 67s all around aaron rye justin lauer cheston hadley as discussed and the chosen one Corey connor's trying to get it done for uh for the north here kp we know and we've heard a million times this week 
A Canadian has not won their national championship uh, since 1954. Corey Connors, thanks to a bogey-free 67, uh, will have all the fans' support, all the backing, all the pressure to try to get it done. Yeah, led the field from tee to green, too. So it was a very kind of classic Corey Connors round. He's been playing well. Uh, I If I didn't put him in my picks, I don't know. I, I honestly don't even know what my picks were. But if I didn't put him in my picks, I thought at least thought like considered it because his numbers have been very good recently. So it would be cool. It would Honestly, it would be kind of a cool feel-good story going into the U.S. Open following what has been a very chaotic week. Uh, you had him in the top 10. So, yes, you did get him. Oh, great. Your card. Another guy that's on your card is a guy who's going to defend his title next week. Matt Fitzpatrick just won off the lead 68. And, you know, we talked about a log jam last week at the Memorial. We've got four in the lead. We've got another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys, one back. And we have a total of 26 within two shots. So it's. It's wild, but Matt Fitzpatrick is rounding into form for his title defense. Who would you most, out of the group that is within two, who would you most like to see win this golf tournament from just a hmm. story perspective? Probably Corey Connors. I think that's right. Matt Fitzpatrick. I, I think I like. I want. Matt, I think Matt Fitzpatrick winning would be great because I, I love Matt Fitzpatrick. It would be a second win. He would roll into next week coming off of a victory uh ludwig would be great right because when you're for we could do the rose and aberg stuff but i i truly think that um or tom oh tommy's three back uh yeah i, tom, I, I, I honestly think any of the canadians but the likely one being Corey connor's would be the best yeah player. i think yeah i i agree with that i i think mine's probably ludwig or i mean if ludwig if, if ludwig wins he's gonna be on the Ryder cup team it would be pretty. If, if, if he wins this week, he will be on the Ryder Cup team, and he might anyway. Yeah, there. I mean, that is now thrown even more into craziness. But yeah, I mean, listen, the kids, the kids, a stud, and you come out your first pro star. It's not like he hasn't played on the PGA Tour. He had a top twenty-five at the API. Like, I mean, yeah, it would be super sick to to win out of the gate like that. Yeah, he. Uh... He was awesome off the tee. His his he gained like a stroke and a half on his first nine holes off the tee. So uh, super impressive stuff from somebody coming straight out of college first uh, first tour event. He look he reminds me of somebody. He looks like somebody, but I can't I can't totally place it. I'm bad at that. I'm really bad. Maybe maybe a little Thor Bornson in there. Oh okay, young Michael uh, young, yeah. That's not bad. I think well I think Thor Bornson is younger than him. Not uh, Thor Born Olison. Oh. Michael oh, Thorbjornsson, the, the, yeah. yeah, the kid from Stanford. Got it. Yeah, young Michael Thorbjornsson is like <laughs> it was like a twelve-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rory McIlroy uh, did get it in under par, seventy-one. That's t thirty-six at the moment. Uh, struggled on the fives, KP. He bogeyed twelve, which is a five. He bogeyed uh, seven, which is a five. You only get three cracks at him out here. If you're Rory McIlroy, you got to kind of take advantage. He, he did did not quite do that, but still. Plenty of firepower left and definitely within arm's reach of the lead after. Do you think that Rory is in a good space uh, mentally and emotionally to play golf tournaments? I don't know. I think that I, I, I mean, I don't I mean, I guess what I mean by that is, do you think the announcement this week freed him up or just put more of a burden on him? Completely depends on how he will convince himself. 
I, he could convince himself to wipe the brow and say, I see the finish line here, right? I, I was worried that I was going to have to be the voice box of the PGA tour for the next five or 10 years, right? Like I like, and it's already been draining on me for two. There, if he looked, if he woke up on the right side of the bed on Tuesday morning or on Wednesday and says, you know what, I'm going to take this as a positive because now the finish line is in sight. The lights at the end of the tunnel. I'm not going to have to be that guy anymore. I'm going to feel embarrassed and feel like I got the pull, rug pulled out from underneath me for a week or two. But after that, like, this is a good thing for me moving forward. I could see him trying to frame it like that. That would be the healthy, like positive, like way to frame it. Humans are not that simple. I think it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I would feel probably some freedom of just like, I mean, I know he didn't want to do that presser yesterday. He didn't want to sit up there and take the L, right? Yeah. I mean, no, however you want to, however you want to frame it, but like there was an, there was an L to be had there in some way. Right. And so it's almost like once you get through that, okay, I've freed up to just freaking play golf. Like that's what he, that's, you know, yes. I think that's what all these guys want to do. And they just, the last year's just been so strange for, for his, all of it. His worst, uh, he has just had his, like his, the, the worst moment in this, right? Where he was, I think so out in front, stuck his neck out and seemingly caught an L and had to do the presser. That moment, that presser, once that presser's over, it, it's, that's the lowest point. It is up, it is uphill from here, or downhill. Yeah, what is it? Downhill would be a lot easier. Downhill's easier, yeah. But uphill I is think... like you're on top of the mountain. You're trying <laughs> to get to the pinnacle. You're, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, people should go read the column that I wrote today, though, just about how sometimes taking the L is actually a win because you kept your. I basically wrote that he didn't lose himself like Phil did. You know, yeah. I think we can. Yeah, sorry. I think we can all agree that Phil just sort of lost. Phil gained a lot of money, and he lost a lot else. Uh, that L could stand for liberating, Kyle. We'll see. <laughs> yes, yes. That might be the L that he caught. Josh, do we have the uh, board, the betting board? Here it is. Corey Connors, Matt Fitzpatrick, co-favorites, six and a half to one. Remember, Matt Fitzpatrick is one shot back. Roy McIlroy, uh, still not uh, going to get slept on by these odds makers. Four shots off the lead, nine to one. Justin Rose has been playing well. It did chip in, I think, twice on Thursday, though, and a couple of other names uh, behind here, KP. I think Matt Fitzpatrick might win this. I think Brendan yeah. I think uh, Fitzpatrick in my card, too. Uh, Brendan, Brendan Todd winning. I, I, I kind of like Fleetwood at 20. He's been playing good golf, but I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's a little bit believe it when I see it with Fleetwood winning, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's not like he, it, it, it's not as if he can't win a golf tournament, he just hasn't done it. So I don't know. Uh, oh, I, you have Fitzpatrick in one. one and done. Yeah, so that would be splendid. Mm. I like that. I think I've never met Matt Fitzpatrick. I think I'd be good friends with Matt Fitzpatrick. Who do you think you would be? Who that you don't know on the tour? Do you think you could like be decent friends with? Like good friends, like have a friendship with. 
All right, I'm gonna go through the I'm gonna go through the rankings here. Um, not Scotty Scheffler, not John Rahm, Rory. I'm I'm I I'm too intimidated by. Um, Stop. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think I could be friends, good friends with Tom Kim. He's so much younger than us. I think I could be good friends with. I, no, I think the I think the answer is Matt Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. He's like a he's like a data nerd who doesn't take himself too seriously. And you know, I I just I think I think we'd get along. He's not going to get like recognized out in public and like turn it into like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be Matt Fitzpatrick. I think Xander maybe. But I think I'd have to break down the Z- – like he's like – there's a chance he's boring or there's a chance he's just like private. I, I – uh, yeah, or both. Maybe both. I, I think my answer is who Josh put in the chat. Uh, who? It's Tony Fino. I, I basically only hang out with people that have a bunch of kids. You are – you have, you, have, you have so much – I have nothing in common with Tony Fino. You have a lot more in common with Tony Fino. Totally. Like I think – I don't know if we would be friends, but like at least it would be com- like there would be compatibility there. Um, like I, I, I don't think I'd get along with Jordan Spieth. Like I think I'd get along ca- like ca- <laughs> like in like uh, like a group, right? But like him, me and him solo, like at dinner, nah. I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna work. Max, maybe Max. I, I could get along with Max. <laughs> Spieth would be. It would be a lot. It would be there would be a lot a lot going on. Like, yeah, like. I need like I can't have somebody who's like a nine or a ten out of ten at all times. I need somebody. Yeah. That. Yeah. What What do you What do you think you're at at all times? I'm constantly at a six. Okay. Armina, Armina. We talk. We talk about. She's a two. One hour. The next hour, she's a nine. Then she's a. Two. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I like live at a six. I think I'm more volatile than that. I mean, you've been around me. I think I, I think I go from between like a five and a nine. That's probably healthy. That's probably good. <laughs> I don't think it's healthy to always be a six. <laughs> I don't know if it's healthy to get to a nine. So, <laughs> but, but five to nine uh, is better than like two to nine or two to six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two to six is tough, right? That's because right. it's like. Yeah, You're just it's a it's a low floor and a low ceiling. Exactly, not good, <laughs> not great. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to shake out the rest of whatever happens uh, this week, both on and off the golf course. Producer Josh, thank you very much. Doing all the hard work behind the scenes. KP can be found on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.